the anchor holds. Oh, the ship is battered. The Sails are torn. I have fallen on my knees as I face the raging sea. The anchor. service. We're glad to be gathered together around the Word this morning. I appreciate all the special singing. It's good to be in this house this morning. Uh, We, uh, just before we read the scripture, let's sing our theme song. Some glad morning when this life is over.
give the Lord a hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. While we're standing, we're going to turn to the scripture. 1 Peter chapter 3. I want to read in three places. 1 Peter and Proverbs and then Malachi 4. First Peter 3, verse 1. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they may without the word be won by the chase, by the conversation of the wives. While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, whose adorning let it not be that uh, outward adorning of plaiting of hair, wearing of gold, and of putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner of the, of the, in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves, being in subjection to their own husbands. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are as long as ye do well and are not afraid of with any amazement. Proverbs 31, verse 10 through 12. <clears throat> Who can find a virtuous woman? Her price, chapter 31, verse 10. Who can find a virtuous woman? Her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall be, have no need of spoil. She will do him good, not evil, all the days of her life. And in verse 31, favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Malachi 4, we all good from recite this off by heart. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. He shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Let's pray. Father, we are gathered together this morning to worship you. We need your anointing. We need your spirit. We need your sanction on this service, Lord, and we ask that your hand of mercy will be upon us. Lord, help me, Lord, to step aside and, and have you, that you might have your way this morning. I commit myself into your hand. I commit the people into your hand. Bless us, Father, with your Holy Spirit, we ask. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Why don't you shake one another's hand as you're seated?
If you feel like praying for somebody, pray for me this morning. Being that this is Mother's Day, I would like to take the opportunity this morning to address the subject of motherhood. I will, this will be more like a pastoral Sunday school lesson. So, I would like to take the opportunity to address the subject of motherhood. God's word restoring motherhood. Being that this day has been set aside to honor the mothers, I thought it would be good good time to speak about the important role that the sisters play in the kingdom of God. Brother Bram said, the backbone of any nation is womanhood. When you break motherhood, you break the nation. We just want to let you sisters know this morning that we appreciate you. May God really bless, richly bless you. I've got some quotes I want to read. Out of unfailing realities of God. You know the woman is a type of the church. We are the bride. The church is the bride. If God could have given a man any better thing than a, than a wife, he would have done that. Not all women are wives. Not all females are mothers, he says. Not all that have children are mothers. A good woman is a jewel in, the, in a man's crown, said the wisest man on earth. A man ought to honor a good woman, but an evil one is water in his blood and his, and his blood is his life. You men that got good wives, you should know how, how they ought to, you ought to thank God for a good wife. For if God could have given a man anything better than a better for a helpmate, he would have done it. The woman is the best helpmate that God could give a man. Thank God for our good women. I'm sure that many times we take our wives for granted. Brother Bram said that we should thank God for her. You, your children and teenagers, if you've got a mother that you love, that loves you, you should thank God every day. Because God great, because true godly mothers are a rare thing in, the, in this age. We read in Proverbs 31, who can find a virtuous woman? Her price is far above rubies. Any diamond, it's better than any, any, any diamond, any higher in value. The rarer the commodity, the higher the price. You can, you can put, you can't put, you, you can put a, how can you put a price on virtue? How can you put a price on virginity or on, or on purity? How can you put a price on a godly woman? It's a rare treasure. Brother Brown says the devil has, through Hollywood, has robbed the women of their sacred virtues. And we are living in the 
But we are living in a time of restoration. I'm so glad for that. With all that's been torn down in this age, we're living in a time of restoration where God, Jesus said Elijah would restore all things. I will restore to you, in Joel it says, I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm, the palmer worm, the caterpillar, my great army which I sent among you. One of the things that the devil has been eating away at this age is the woman's place. A godly woman is a type of the true bride of Jesus Christ. A woman is actually a type of the church, both true and false. When I say true and false, uh, the devil has managed to take away, to eat away at, the, at her image until, the, until she just reflected the image of the, of the false vine, the harlot of Revelation 17. He's been eating away at her especially in this latest and age. But God said, I will restore. Amen. Jesus said Elijah would restore all things, not just the major doctrines. Amen. We thank God for the major doctrines that have been restored, but not just the major doctrines of water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, the Godhead, the original sin, predestination, election. Those are all things that he restored. But also he would restore the order of the home. Men back to their original, bring men back to their original place. Restore the women back to their original place. The real, the, the, restore the natural woman back to reflecting the true church again. Because Malachi said he would turn the heart, not the head, but the heart of the, of the children back to the fathers. God would by his word place a desire in your heart to manifest God's word in our daily lives. Insomuch that you, insomuch that by your very appearance, when you see a woman that's, that's a message woman, you, when you're going shopping and you see a woman that looks, that, that, that's a message woman, you, she stands out. She, by your very appearance, you sisters are, are typing the bride of Jesus Christ. You're reflecting the spiritual bride of Jesus Christ by your behavior, by your way you, by the way you dress, by the what you wear, how you wear your hair, by your conduct, the way you treat your husband. The natural woman types the church, both, both the bride and the denominational church. So we, I've got a quote here, in North and Not. I can't hardly read this morning. My eyes are so sticky. You just watch the way the women act and I'll show you where the church is. And women's morals in, in, in the Laodicean, in the, in the world, the physically naked 
miserable, blind, and don't know it. The people, the, the women of the world, the church, is the, same, is the same stage. Watch the natural type of the spiritual right through each time. The way the natural woman acts, that's what, what, what the church is like. Women going on a rampage, Brother Bram said. Sexy dressed, low cut tops. Half naked, that's all the fashion of this world. They're reflecting Laodicea. If you want to read it together in Revelations 3, 17. Because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. That's how God looks at the church world today. I thank God that there'd be a restoration because that's what the church looks like to God. Now watch, but watch when the bride begins to have a spiritual I lost my you can see it's been a while since I preached I told my wife I felt like calling you brother Ed this morning she said don't you do that Trouble is, I feel sorry for you having to put up with me. If you if you see the conduct of the women in the world today, watch the conduct of the early church of the worldly church. Just watch. Of course, now there's also the conduct of the spiritual bride. Watch that also. Notice this character when you see women just go on the rampage doing anything they want to do watch the churches doing the same thing but then watch when the spiritual bride when she begins to have a revival when she begins to come back and line herself up with the word watch that again you see that's at that time there'll be a message sweep out to catch the bride to catch the woman elect. Then he's, he goes on with that. Watch again the spiritual bride, spiritual church, how that group of people called out the elected of every revival. In, 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 Luther, in Martin Luther, it happened the same way. In the Reformation, it happened the same thing with John Wesley, it happened the same thing with Pentecost first started. It dropped them women right back in line with the word. And, they, and then they started drifting. There she goes right back over into chaos. But then, then, then the time that the church is ready to line up, there's a message comes 
and they align with it. Why is Brother Bram focusing on the women? Because the women type the church. If, the, if this church, if this message does not drop the women back in line with the word, with modesty, with living clean, dress, dressing right, demonstrating holiness, then she never caught the revelation of the hour. Because, Jesus, because Brother Bram said that that the revelation God sends to each age shows up in the behavior of the women. I thank God for godly looking sisters. You are a, you are a re reflection of the message. Did you ever think of yourself as that? You are a reflection of this message. Not just the older ones, but the younger ones also. You, you're, you're young married sisters. Invisible union. Now we find out that she has been given the sacred trust that she must not break of, of womanhood. Her character raised her children, be honorable to her husband. What a sacred trust. What a responsibility to a woman. Now see, what can I do with this? But up, he's, one says up, one says down. She has been given this, she has the responsibility and, and see why she is a type of the church, which is the same responsibility as a woman that has sacred responsibility to, her, of, to motherhood, to her virtues, to her husband. The church has a sacred responsibility to prayer and to the word and to Christ, just the same as the woman, as the woman has. The woman, as the woman drifts, as, and as the woman drifts off with another man, when the church goes off on these institutional programs, building programs, and schools, and so forth, I have nothing against them, that's right. Some of them, they serve a purpose, but Jesus never said, go build schools. He said, preach the gospel. Many churches have got sidetracked building programs rather than preaching the gospel. I want to want to emphasize the statement that Brother Man made on the sacred responsibility of the motherhood. I thank God for the older sisters in this message. They have set this, the example for the younger sisters because this sacred responsibility of motherhood is now on the shoulders of the young mothers because the way you act, the way you raise your children will 
play a major role in, develop, in developing the future generation of this message. What we need today is young mothers holding up the standard of, the, of God's word, being a role model for the young girls, for the teenagers, by their actions as homemakers, teaching the children about Jesus Christ, about God, about right and wrong, moral values. They're not going to get that in school. I want to read something that Brother Branham said. How big a part the mothers play in the true Easter seal. Brother Branham is dedicating babies and said, these little treasures that God has given you the responsibility of raising, I've always said that made this kind of saying to mothers, we know the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but there's a fifth Gospel, unwritten, that's mother. She gets them before Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John do. Teaching, teaching gets them before John, before Mark, Luke, and John's teaching gets them. So she, so the responsibility of, is placed upon, the, upon you mothers and you fathers to raise the children in the kingdom of God. I'm sure that's your heart's desire. Brother Brown puts a puts mother's responsibility along with the gospels. I do not believe that Brother Branham was just trying to make the women feel good. I believe he was trying to show us that mother, show us that mothers play a major role in probably the the greatest role in shaping the mind of the character of the next generation. Today in our modern society. Woman that follows the pattern of a homemaker raising his children, not pursuing a career, is considered a failure. Just a housewife, never accomplished anything. But if you are, if you are fulfilling what God's word lays out for you, your ministry is just as important as the as the evangelist that, that wins thousands of souls for Jesus Christ. Many times we, Brother Ed's been preaching about adoption and placing. Many times we have it in our mind when we think about placing, we think of just a ministry. The fivefold ministry, but that's not what it's talking about. You mothers, your position as a godly mother is just as important as any minister. Is, is as important as it, and it is as important as this, as the prophet himself that spoke the word because you are a manifestation of what God has spoken by the mouth of his prophet. You are part of the restored word made flesh. In our text, Peter lays out the prescription as it were for women, mothers to follow. Let's just read that in 
1 Peter 3, verse 3. <clears throat> Whose adorning let it not be the outward adorning of plaiting of hair and wearing of gold and putting on of apparel, but let it be of the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit for, this, for which is in the sight of God of great price. After that manner, the old women of the, the, old, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves, being in subjection to their own husbands. Even Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are as long as you do well, and be not afraid of any with any amazement. Then Paul lays out the similar thing in in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 9. In like manner also, let the women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but that which becometh women professing godliness with good with good works. I looked up what shamefacedness means. It talks it means reverence, means sense of honor, regard for others, respect. What we read in Peter and, and in Timothy, anyone can read it, but the majority don't have the ability to apply it. This message gives us an advantage over all the religions of the world. I want you to realize that when you come to church here, you young people, this this is not just another religion. Many religions teach good morals for the women, like the Hindus, the Muslims, some holiness churches. But this message gives us a window into the mind of God. Let us see what morality really is, what modesty really is, what holiness really is. Think of that. It's that we have a direct window into the, mind, into the mind of God. We know that if God ever had a standard for women, he hasn't changed it. It can never change. If it was ever wrong for a woman to wear that which pertains to a man, it, it's still wrong today. People's, people's standards change. Our values change from generation to generation. Family values change. Church standards change. Women's standards change from decade to one decade to the next. But many people actually think that God's word must be interpreted to fit the times and customs that, we, that we're in. Let me say that again. Many people, they think that God's word needs to be interpreted according to the times and, the, and, and that we're in. 
If that were true, who would have the right to do it? What preacher? What church? What denomination? What Bible school? What theologian? When Peter says no scripture is, is of any private interpretation, the only one that has the right to interpret the word is the prophet. And he does it by living the word. But with the window that we have into the mind of God, we can see how foolish it is. That is because Malachi said, I am God and I change not. God cannot change. Anyone that looks back to history knows that any civilization or society, any nation that ever amounted to anything was because of the influence of godly women that took their role of motherhood serious and raised their children to love God. In the Hebrews series, Brother Bram says, a woman has a great place. It is sacred. I trust that you women can take this this morning how we, we really how we really respect you and and the place that you have in in the scripture a woman has a great place it's sacred it's nice it's a wonderful place but she must keep herself that way to hold her office as she, as she should as a mother as a woman and uh, and motherhood when, when motherhoods broke, the backbone of the nations broke. And that's the, that's, what, that's the reason today our nation is ruined is because of the, the, the immorals of the women. Questions and answers. The backbone of a nation is womanhood. I trust that we have, we as men can respect our wives for what they really are in God's sight. The backbone of any nation is womanhood. When it comes to morals, you break motherhood, you've broke the nation. You've got to place, we've got to a place till our women smoking cigarettes and things like that, and drinking whiskey, carrying on, it's disgraceful. A young man would have to, to try to find a wife would have, even a virgin, that's moral, he'd have to go around some little holy ghost church almost to find one. And that's exactly right. Satan is working on the women because he knows them the moral fiber of any society is a God-fearing mother. If he can get to her and break down motherhood, the family is gone, the nation is gone, the church is gone. I thank God that this message does not just separate us from denomination by doctrine, believing in one God, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, believing in predestination, believing in fulfillment of Malachi 4, 
that doctrine is a great part of it, but what really separates us from the denominational system is the way we live. The way we, con we conduct our lives on a daily basis. Holiness is not just a phrase, it's a way of life. Amen. Our dress, our hair, our modesty, it's not just outward, an outward put on, it is the expression of the heart. Amen. A real mother is, just a, is not just a title for a woman with children, but it is a manifestation of the word that's been restored in our day. Morality is not just a code of ethics like the society of promise keepers have, but it is a conviction of the Holy Ghost in the believer. Amen. Our young sisters, our young single sisters, their aim is not to get a university degree or become a corporate lawyer, or a doctor, or some executive position. Their goal is to keep themselves undefiled, to be a virgin for their sweetheart when they, come, when they get married. I trust that that remains that way in this church. To the world, this sounds like a joke. Out of touch. But the world will end up in hell. That's right. I don't think there's anything wrong with the, the young sister training to be a nurse or a dental assistant or a teacher or taking some training to make a living while she's waiting for Prince Charming to ride by. But I do not believe that they should get so caught up with their career that they miss being what God's word lays out for them to be. God's word puts a great price on virginity. Remember, the natural woman is a, the teenage girls also are a type of the true bride, the virgin bride of Jesus Christ. Sir, I can't share this with you. The older women, the younger married women, and the teenagers are all type of the bride of, the virgin bride of Jesus Christ. Moses, Moses' mother was one of these godly women that Peter spoke about. Her teaching molded Moses' character. She told him, son, you are born for a special purpose. Amen. Don't get your life all messed up. And then it says, in, by, by faith Moses, when he came of years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, 
choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. In other words, he said, I'm not an Egyptian. I'm not an Egyptian. I'm not a, I'm a Hebrew. Those are my people. They're, their God is my God. We need, we need to instill that in our children. Amen. That God has raised them up for a special purpose. Amen. How many of you young people know that? You're raised up for a special purpose. Don't, you don't have to go the way of the world. You don't have to, you don't have to get defiled. Get all scarred up. God, God spoke to the prophet when he was only seven years old and told him never drink or smoke or defile your body in any way. Don't get mixed up with women sexually. Don't run around with women. There's a work for you to do when you get older. And the prophet was a, a wave sheaf. The first fruit of the crop that was coming. You young, you young people raising the message have an opportunity to serve God in purity and holiness without being scarred up, uh, without, by the, without being scarred up by the devil's slave belt. Many of us older ones have scars of sin. And although we're, we've, God's redeemed us and cleaned us up, filled us with the Holy Ghost, but we bear the marks of sin, the scars of sin. You young people don't have to be scarred by the devil. Amen. You don't have to be put up. You don't have to go through those things. His grace will keep you. Amen. Sometimes, you know, we, we don't appreciate the young people's testimony when they were kept from sin. They were kept. Uh, Brother Ram talks about the influence of Susan, Suzanne Wesley that she had on her children. She took time to read the Bible, and pray with her family. I think she had something like 17 children. She produced two of the, of the, of the Reformation's most outstanding men, John and Charles. John was a messenger to the age. Charles was a songwriter, and we still sing his hymns today. John Wesley attributed his spiritual training to his godly mother. His father was an Anglican chaplain, but he, he attributed his spiritual training to his godly mother. On Mother's Day, Brother Ram, in 1959, Brother Ram talks about Abraham Lincoln. But I might pass this on to you young people, he says. Do you know that Abraham Lincoln never owned a book in his life until he was after 21 years old? And that was but the, but the Bible and the Fox's Book of Martyrs. What what you read molds your character of what you are. No wonder 
we got such, such a bunch of neurotics today, he said, I seen a little, little old friction, fiction magazines and vulgar nonsense is replaced, the, is placed on the newsstands. He, he know the Bible and the Fox's Book of Martyrs, look at what it made him. One day, he had, a, he, he made a statement like this. He said, if there be any good thing found in me, it's because of my godly mother that reared me to serve the Lord. You see, a child listens to his mother. Some little touch of the mother that the child will listen to, when it gets hurt, it goes to the mother for, for consolation before it will go to the father. How many know that's right? Yes. Because she is, was first with him, you know, and there's some gift that God gives a mother to be that way, I mean a real mother. <clears throat> he talks about Abraham Lincoln and another they said he was one of the best presidents that he thinks that America ever had. He said, if there's anything, and he said, if there's anything that I want to give praise to, he said, it's, my life was influenced by my godly mother who taught me to pray and to know that Jesus as my savior. Oh, that reminds me that was the president of the United States. What kind of president have we got now? You can't even, he, he was quoting scripture, he said, to Peter. Did you hear that? Instead of saying second Peter, he's, he said, to Peter says. <laughs> That's how much they got now. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln was, a, was attributed his his spiritual walk went to his, his mother's influence. He taught me that Jesus was my savior. And your family is what you are. You, you raise your, your children in a certain environment. It's got, if you raise your children in a certain environment, watch this. It's got 98% better chance to be right than if you have, if, if, they, if they are brought up the wrong way. Bring up a child in the way it should go when it's older and not depart from it. These godly mothers played a vital role in shaping the lives of these men. who in turn influenced nations. As far as the world is concerned, it, it'll never turn around. Don't expect the world to turn around. Don't expect the women to, to become godly again. Brother Brown said, it'll never turn and happen. He said, the revival's over, we, we will 
never be able to reverse the pattern of the ungodly home in the, in the, in, or a modern woman, which are the type of the, of the modern church. Watch what he says. Just one more time, Lord, in Phoenix, 1960. Do you, do you think a shaking revival would ever take these women out of their public offices, policemen, on the streets and things? She ought to be in the kitchen. Now, I'm, I'm considered a, I don't know what word to use, because I still believe that women should be in the kitchen. Like I said, I don't think there's nothing wrong with getting a certain certain job while she's waiting for her husband to marry her. But where was I at? Do uh, you think a shaking rabbit would ever take these women out of the public offices? She might, she, she ought to be in the kitchen. You think, you think you'd ever be able to get her back to that again? No, sir. She'll never do it. Lest she gets saved, then she'll do it. You haven't got, you don't have to tell her nothing about it. She'll find her place. The Holy Ghost will lead her to her place. There's only one revival that'll turn. There's only one, Brother Ram said, what revival will turn her around? There's only one revival that will, that will turn, turn her back. That's the word revival. Amen. The first and second pull didn't do it. How many know that? The first and second pull didn't didn't change the women. They said he, Brother Bam, continually got after them for cutting their hair, for, for wearing makeup. Yet they come and got healed. They come in the prayer line, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't shape up to the, to the motherhood and womanhood. But there's only one thing that'll do it. If they, that's the word revival. That's the only revival that'll produce real, that's producing real mothers. I don't, we don't know how much time we got left. There might not be another generation, but if, if there is, you young mothers are going to be responsible for, for shaping the lives of the ones that will be the spiritual leaders of tomorrow. Whatever word you plant in your young family will bear fruit. Isaiah said, Isaiah 50, 55, verse 11. So shall my word that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void. It shall accomplish that which, which for which I please, and I, and I shall, and it shall prosper the thing whereunto I send it. This message will produce godly women. Amen. It will not return void. Amen. 
It will produce the word bride, and it will produce the rapture and the resurrection. This message is producing the kind of women that are type of the true church. And as a natural woman brings forth children, raising them in the, in the word, obedient to their, her husband, dressing right, talking right, the perfect type of the spiritual bride of Christ, bringing forth children by the seed word of her husband. That's the kind that this message is bringing forth. Obedient to their husband, Christ the, Christ the anointed word, dressing in the robes of his righteousness. Her, her very actions are expressing his life. I believe that we can clearly see how that the natural woman types the church, both the bride and the nominational system. One refuses the headship of the word and her children are out of order. The other one, uh, under the headship of the word, respects, respecting the word, her children are in order, reflecting what they have been taught. Solomon said in Proverbs 31, verse 29, Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but the woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Amen. That's what's happening this morning. Amen. Woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Amen. I believe that many of the saints of the, out of the seven church ages have lived for virtuously, but the bride of this age, the last age, will outshine them all. Amen. Even though we're right in Laodicea, God's, going, God's bringing, God's word is going, not going to return void. In this, in this age, the morals, the morals of the churches are at an all-time low, God is bringing his Bride to perfection. How's he doing it? Through the prophet, the word of the prophet. This message is restoring true womanhood, true motherhood, a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. May God bless you sisters. Amen. You are, as you continue in your natural lives to reflect the spiritual bride of Jesus Christ, may God bless you. May you realize the important role that you really have. In a city of a million people, 
you stand out because you are reflecting Jesus Christ. I just want to let you know that we appreciate you. We appreciate the godly stand you have taken and the godly influence that you are in this assembly. May God bless you. And may God bless you for putting up with me. I trust you got some little thing out of this this morning. Let's stand together. Let's sing, shine on me, let the light of the lighthouse shine on me. Mike, if you can come up. Uh, we're just going to have Brother Harold and the elders pray. We're taking a trip to Germany uh, next week, but I won't be here the following weekend. I wanted Brother Harold to pray with us. And, uh, we'll be in Germany, and also, Lord willing, we'll be in Ethiopia in the northern part, so there's some political friction up there, but we, we're going to try to avoid that. So just want your prayer for a safe journey and leadership and uh, 
appreciate Brother Harold. Amen. come into the name of Jesus Christ how many times when I've gone overseas I had the brothers pray for me knowing that the church was in prayer for me when different things would go would happen I knew that God was in charge because the people were praying I pray Lord that you'll anoint them and watch over them as they travel may Lord the Holy Spirit use them in the kingdom of God May they come back with a testimony of, that you used them in the, in, to, to shed the light and, yes. and that others took, took the message and, and are, are going on with God. I pray, Lord Jesus, in agreement with Brother Ed, that you'll watch over them. May the Holy Spirit lead and guide them and watch over their trip, over their the traveling part also, we just ask that you'll just be with them in a special way in Jesus Christ's name. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Why don't you finish? I've asked for that to finish. Oh, let it shine. Brother Branham said, Mother's Day is not just one day of the year, but it's every day. How many here today that are believers had a godly mother that influenced you? You want to raise your hand? Yes. Amen. A 98% chance of turning out better because of that. I think we ought to thank God for that. And I have to tell a little story on our own family. We were just telling it the other day at the youth gathering, the graduation that we had, but I had a son who was in school. And we always were diligent to watch him in school and tried to talk to the teachers. On this day, he had a substitute teacher. And the teacher said, there's a rally at the gym and you're all going to go dancing to this music into the gym. And my son said, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Now, he didn't say, my dad's a preacher, he wouldn't want me to do that. But he actually told the teachers, no, just listen to him. No, 
my mom wouldn't want me to do that. <laughs> That's what he said. My mom. <laughs> and the teacher said, just go anyway. And he looked her in the face and says, you don't know my mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my you know this is not just brother Harold's idea of old school thinking this came from the mind of God brought into a generation and we hear and I'm going to say this within the framework of this message I'm, I'm at the risk of saying, I've got to say a few names. But I want you to look at the generation. We have Sister Lydia Wild, used to be Schmigelski. Had a daughter named Elsie, had a daughter named Sandy, had a daughter named Anna. Upholding the message. We had Sister Mary Wall. Had daughters, Rebecca and Angie, and has grandchildren upholding the message. And Sister Hilda Laval had children and grandchildren upholding the message. Sister Perizok, Sister Maria, look at where we are today. How did that happen? That wasn't just a, a code of standards or something. That was God placing something in their hearts. And it translated down generation to generation to generation. I also have to mention one other one. It's a sister, Adina Hammermeister, back there. And God gave her a real hard trial because he gave her me. And you don't know what I was. I can tell you. I can tell you. I would not be here today. I may not even be alive if God hadn't used a mother. And God allowed that mother to see that son become a minister. We have another sister. She's gone on. She's not here. Sister Allison Dodd raised a family of eight children. Out of that family, two of them are ministers. One of them ministers in our midst. Where did all of that, what's the legacy, what's the reward going to be on the other side? You know what, I, I didn't mention everybody, but I'd say, God bless you, sisters. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, the children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband praises her in her gates. Read Proverbs 31. Oh, and God uses the natural to type the spiritual. Oh, how we ought to thank him. You know, the Bible, brother, the scripture, brother Harold read, let the wives, let, let those be won by the conversation of the wives and just what they reflect and what they do and what mothers are. How we, we ought to say thank you. I remember an incident some years ago, a couple of brothers were traveling with their wives and they were traveling and they'd stopped, you know, at a viewpoint and they were there and as they were talking and they're talking and just met some couple, everybody's out taking viewpoints and these two men are out there and they just wanted to stop and take a picture. Their wives were back in the car and as they're talking, they met some people and they said, 
and they, they just said, oh, got to talking about religion. They mentioned William Brennan. They said, and these, these people said, oh, we were in those meetings. But they didn't know there was a follow through of a message. And they started talking, oh, there's a message and it, it's, it's captivated our lives. And they started talking and saying it. And the wives were back in the car and they're wondering, what's taking our husband so long? And these were people who were in denomination and had a religious following but didn't have a standard, didn't have a dress standard, didn't have a hair standard, didn't have those things. And while the men were talking, their wives just slipped up beside them. And as they slipped up beside them, everything the men just said, all of a sudden was vindicated. Why? By the sisters. We ought to thank Amen. God for a message like we've got. Thank you, Amen. God bless every mother. God bless every wife. Every up and coming sister that will be in her place. Thank God for the message. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we want to come this morning just so thankful, Lord. Father, for what you have raised up in this last day, the standard that you have brought forth, Lord. Father, we can say today there are many that are a product of what you have done. It's not just the doctrines, but it's homes, it's parents, it's fathers, it's mothers, it's children. Everyone in their place, Lord. What a glorious thing. What a beautiful picture, Lord, we're looking at this morning. Father, sometimes it's common to us. We don't see it. We don't recognize it. But oh Lord this morning we want to thank you for it. And Lord we want to uphold it with all that's in us Lord. Thank you for Brother Harold that's held this standard year after year Lord. Thank you for people that would love to hear it so Father. And Father we're here to say we will go on. As for me and my house we will serve the Lord. Father may you bless every mother today. May they know what a place they hold in the economy of God. We thank you for them, Lord. And Father, while we're here now, we just want to commit our day to you. Thank you for the words we've heard this morning. And Lord, we ask your blessing in our gatherings this afternoon. Bring us back again tonight, Lord. Father, we commit ourselves to you, asking these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh.